welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zarati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer, Aaron Labar. I'm back. Jen's back. Yay. I'm back. Yay. Um, yeah. Thanks. Big thanks to Ben for filling in yeah, he for did me a great job. last week on the whole pod. Yeah. Yes, he did do a great job. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. I'm still recovering from my back injury, which we'll talk about in How Was Your Week? But I'm, I'm here. <laughs> uh, what else are we talking about today? Uh, we are going to be talking about Tyra Banks's new, um, I guess it's like a theme park called Model Land? Question mark? Question mark? We're not exactly <laughs> sure what it is, but we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Uh, we're also going to talk about um, Poutine Week. Yeah. And uh, kind of more broadly, uh, why Winnipeg seems really responsive to kind of novelty food trends. Yes. And we're also going to be talking about a questionable liberal calendar that was released earlier this week. So, Jen, how was your weeks? Uh, plural. Uh, weeks, plural. Uh, they've been better. <laughs> uh, so, basically, I will live. That's the main take home. Yes. Um, which is always a good which diagnosis. Is, which is always a good diagnosis. Um, but, yeah, it's been kind of a navigating the medical system a couple weeks for me. Yeah. Um, so, aerobics class, as I do, as you know, if you've listened to this pod. <laughs> Stepaholic over here. Stepaholic. Um, and during the squat tracks, it felt a little bit tight in my lower back, but nothing major, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever. And then got up on Sunday and I thought my hip flexors were the problem because you do a lot of like movement with those in aerobics. Sure. And again, nothing that I've never felt before. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So I just kind of like ignored it and it got progressively worse to the point where I couldn't like getting out of bed was an event. (laughs) Like I had to like swing my legs over and then walk my hands up the wall to get vertical. And then like my husband had to help me put on my boots. Like it was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It was, yeah. So at that point you're like, something's wrong. Yes, definitely. So went to Pan Am which is a sports clinic here in Winnipeg, mm-hmm. uh, famous for its popularity. So it opens at seven. Yeah. And I was literally there at seven. Yeah. And I was number 21. <laughs> <laughs> but they have a good triage system there because basically what they do is you take a number, they kind of figure out what your problem is and then they give you actual time to come back so you're not just sitting and waiting right the entire time uh but I also had a different appointment that I had to go to and it was like this whole thing but anyway long story long I learned that I have a birth defect where some of my vertebrae aren't completely closed and it's called spina bifida occulta which sounds like spina bifida which is much more severe which is why the Pan Am doctor was like don't google this I'll explain it to you yeah And then a slightly bulging disc. So those two things together have created a lot of pain and annoyance and I have to yeah. do physiotherapy and I'm not allowed to do step for a while, which yeah. is very sad. On the plus side, bulging disc is an excellent band name. Bulging disc <laughs> is an excellent band name. <laughs> that is true. So yeah, that's a... Uh, wow. That <laughs> yeah. sucks. <laughs> I know. And also like I've been trying to like do stuff as normally as possible. So like... I had Justin Timberlake tickets, so I went and sat at a concert, which <laughs> made me want to scream. But it's improving. That's good. Trending so that upwards. Is, that is, and that is where we want it to go. Yeah. How was your week? Um, it was good-ish. My, as you can probably tell, my cold has returned. 
I was cold f- that never leaves. It never leaves. I was free for like a week, and then and I it just w- goes dormant. And it goes dormant, back. and then it yeah. comes back. Yeah. So, and this t- somehow this time is worse than the time before. I I don't even know. I think it's because of my insomnia bouts. When I don't mm. sleep, the germs are like, oh, it's time for us to grow again. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what germs sound like. Like a bridge, a troll under a bridge. Yeah, like yeah. a troll under a bridge. Exactly. The troll under the bridge of my immune system. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before that, I took a couple of days off last week because my aunt was in town and we went to Thermea, which was really nice. Awesome. Um, we had a very stressful weekend with some wedding stuff that I will bring up at a later date. Everything is fine, though, um, which contributed also to my not sleeping. Um, yeah, but it was pretty, pretty normal illness infused week for me. Also, I did my first escape room with you. Oh this yeah. Week. I completely forgot about that. I how, know. How did we forget about I that? I know. They're all like blending together. Yeah. Um, so as promised slash threatened on the podcast, I've de- finally done yeah. an escape room. Yeah. Did you enjoy yourself? I did. I knew that you would. I was not expecting it to be as difficult as it was. They're hard. And we did not escape. We were so close. You ruined my record. We were like, and I feel like I specifically did because I feel like (laughs) I was a bit, because with my back, I was like, oh my God. And there was like optional crawling. Which we didn't get to. No. We were probably like 30 seconds away from escaping though. If we literally had one minute, maybe two minutes, we would have been fine. We were very close. Yeah. I was a little bit worried that there was a whole other room that we hadn't got to, but literally we were like this close yeah doing it but yeah but you would do it again i would do it again so by the time this goes live poutine week will be finished it was the first to the 7th of february but um as we do for burger week and as we did last year we got a few people together to go do poutine tastings last week I and was, it was minus 40 it was literally literally minus 40 without the wind chill that's what yeah that is without the wind chill. Minus which 40 degrees Celsius. We're going to have a sidebar about also. <laughs> um, yeah. It was cr- like just so cold. I can't. I cannot remember being it being that cold. Like base cold ever. I know. Even Mars winter. I don't remember being so cold that when the exhaust came out of the cars, it froze and made a fog and I couldn't see. Like I yeah. don't ever remember having to drive through conditions like that before. Yeah. It was like... It was obscene. It was it was ludicrous. It was obscene. Yeah, but you went out. We went out and we went to like four different four different places to try poutine. Four restaurants generously hosted us. Um, We tried one at Q Bistro, which is on Isabel, and it was like a curry kind of poutine with fried chicken bits on it. Oh my gosh, so good! That sounds amazing. There was one at Miss Brown's, which is in the Exchange District. They put an entire chicken leg in theirs, (laughs) and that was probably the best chicken leg I've ever had in my life. Like it was so good. Then we had a shawarma con, which is um, like a, sh- a shawarma lamb meat kind of poutine with those mm-hmm. pickled turnips that you love on top. Uh, yes, and I the garlic sauce that everyone loves. Yeah. And then we went to Palm Lounge, which is in the very fancy Fort Gary Hotel, yes. which had my favorite poutine. Um, it had spare rib. No, short rib. I can't. One of the two. I think short rib. Short rib. Spare ribs are like Asian food, right? Uh, yeah. Whatever. It's some kind of rib, some kind of beef pork <laughs> some kind of meat that i enjoyed just keep yelling out <laughs> just keep yelling out words <laughs> and then a beautiful um egg on top just like the most beautiful yolky yellow like beautiful delicious buttery egg i enjoy an egg on things like put an egg on it and i'm happy. and she made a point of mentioning that it was free range and you know organic and i was like whatever lady but no made a huge difference yeah. super delicious well and you could tell because it was orange 
Yes. Yes. But that's we're we're not going to talk about that right now. No, we we're aren't. Gonna, we're going to talk about the fact that Winnipeg, for whatever reason, seems to jump on the wagon of these kind of food competitions because yes. they have a poutine week and a burger week in a lot of cities across the country. But Winnipeg always has the most restaurants participating. Yeah, most restaurants participating. By a long shot. It seems like, and this is just completely anecdotal, I don't know if this is actually true, but it seems like the most uptake with the public as well. Yeah, I mean, it would make the most sense, right? Yeah. But I I mean, I looked in the Facebook groups for a bunch of the other cities and and the Winnipeg one differed in the fact that people were like, what are you going to post the restaurants? I need to plan my route for the week. And like, (laughs) like, they take it very seriously. We're planners. Yeah. And uh, I'm just curious, like, we don't have any, of course, evidence as to why this is. But why do you think our city kind of jumps on to things like this? Um, I think there's probably a few reasons. One, we are... A culinary capital. Yes, that's very like true. We do punch above our weight consistently when it comes to food. And I think we have the most restaurants like per, per capita. Yeah. Um, and I think things like this make it easy for people to maybe try some of these buzzed about restaurants, but there's like a low... A more accessible point. Exactly. Yeah. It's a low barrier entry kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because I think, uh, you know, somewhere opens and everyone, if you're into food, you have your like, I'm meaning to try this place and whatever. But if you don't live kind of near downtown or you're not kind of around those areas too often, mm-hmm. it can be super easy to just go to the same like several chains mm-hmm. um, instead of kind of getting out and exploring. So I think this right. is just a really easy way to explore um, your city and also have some fun with it. It's super social media friendly, obviously. Too. Oh, for sure. Um, I think people like taking photos. I think people like kind of competing with each other in terms of how much they've consumed. Exactly. <laughs> how many they've tried, etc. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and I think I think Winnipeg fundamentally is a very community oriented place. So I yeah. think that there's also that too. I was gonna say where we love a good crawl, like a pub crawl, bar oh, crawl. Totally. Yeah. And when you I mean most of the people that I know that participate do it in a group of friends. So you go to a restaurant, order two or three burgers, share them, go to another one, do the same thing. Yeah. So in that aspect it's a much more social way of eating, I suppose. Absolutely. So yeah, I think that's why. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I just like I always when they send me the list ahead of time, usually I don't get to see the ones from the other cities, but for Poutine Week they sent all of them in one document. And Winnipeg had almost eighty restaurants participating. Wow. And the next most city was maybe ten. That's and this is wild. including like Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, like big, big metropolitan centers that just don't seem to jump on the wagon of these hmm. kind of things like we do. That is very interesting. Yeah. So yeah. Poutine week. What, what are some other weeks you would like to see? Well, they have a fried chicken week. Yes. Which I don't know why I haven't attended because I love fried chicken, which you know. Yes. Um, so I'm going to make a concerted effort to get it. Was, it's right before poutine week. I would love to see. I don't know. I think it's too similar to poutine. So I was going to say anything with potatoes because they're just such a good vehicle for. Well, and I think there is something about potatoes because there's that potato campaign oh yeah yeah and i think there may be i've seen a few ads on social media that suggest like a, a restaurant participatory a thing. big potato week i would be into that i was uh, gonna say like a pierogi week but i'm i'm a classist uh, a classist a classicist <laughs> a purist yes you know what i'm trying to say i'm ill everybody it's it's mucus in my brain um you're gonna punch me in the face for suggesting oh, no. this but go with me I would love to see a salad week. Oh, 
Get out of here. Here's why. I think sometimes it can be, you can get into ruts with salads very easily. Sure. And they're kind of often an afterthought on a menu. Yeah. But there are some very good restaurant salads that I actually like crave and I'm into. Like there's one at Pizzeria Gusto that I could take a bath in. Yeah. The one at Pine Ridge. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like... Yes, it's a little, and I mean, but you're also the queen of salads right now with your mason jar salads and I, your garlic dressing that I can smell from mile away. <laughs> <laughs> I love a salad, yeah. But I think uh, that would also be just a really good showcase for creativity, or like even bowls. You know how like bowls became popular, which yeah, is like essentially poke bowls, a salad but not mixed yeah. together. Yeah, but I think it's a, good, <laughs> I think it's a smoothie good, bowls, yeah, smoothie <laughs> bowls. But I think it's a good example to a allow um, vegans and vegetarians to participate. Yeah. And because these tend to be fairly meat focused. And also, sure. yeah. They're, they don't, and it doesn't necessarily need to be quote unquote healthy because let's be honest, like a lot of salad, salad dressings are not. are not healthy at all. Yeah. But I think it's just another way to kind of showcase creativity, especially since salads can be so boring. Like, who wants to have iceberg lettuce and a cherry tomato? Like, I can't. <laughs> so, well, throw it out into the universe and maybe the salad gods thought. will answer you. Oh my gosh. Um, That's two eye rolls in five minutes, Jen Zerati. <laughs> That's also definitely been a headline, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, moving on. Speaking of food for thought. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, we're not thinking in the old liberal department. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how responsible he in particular was for this, but his name was on it, so... Uh, Robin Falcon Ulet. Robert. Robert? What did He's I call him? Robin. Robin. Sorry. Robert. Fal- yeah. See? <laughs> mucus brains. Um, had a calendar come out. Like, just one of those, like, mailer things that you put on your fridge and has all the months on one page. Or go directly into recycling. <laughs> right. And this one was, I guess, notable. I don't think it was even notable Manitobans. I think it was notable Canadians. Mm. There's 12 of them. Guess how many were women? Zero. <laughs> yes, the answer is zero. <laughs> I think it was notable Manitobans. Was it notable Manitobans? Yeah. Anyway, the, regardless, the there point was is, not one woman on there. There was nary a Nellie McClung to be found in this calendar, <laughs> and of course, people got upset. Yeah. On social media, I don't understand how this happens in 2019 because surely someone, somewhere, could have been like, "Hey, you know what's missing? A lady." But beyond that, I was disappointed in how he handled it. Oh, I didn't. I, w- I didn't see. I wasn't looking. Basically, he just kept cutting and pasting. I apologize over and over again. Which, okay, fine. You apologize, but a, you're giving me no indication of what you're apologizing for, and b, what are you doing about it? Like, yeah, you know, it's not. And this isn't like, it's one of those things that people will tell you, like, don't take it so seriously. Like, it's just a calendar. Who cares? But the fact that this continues to happen Mm -hmm. is alarming to me. Well, yeah, especially from someone in a public office that's supposed to be representing their entire constituency. That is alarming. Like, it's not just, you know, me on my feminist soapbox. It's also just like, really, dude? Because it's like many stages of ignorance right exactly like to make the choice of the 12 people and not include a woman to proof it and not notice that there's not a woman there to send it out and then not really be take responsibility right for the fact that there's not more diversity you know i do it's like fails on many levels i agree i do sincerely apologize for getting his name wrong there but uh (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it just it's and it's one of those things too that 
um, stuff like this gets sent to me. Mm-hmm. I think because of often what I write columns about. I did not write about this because I cannot write about this because I am tired. I am so tired of this happening that I just I, like I can't even like muster the <laughs> what I just said is how angry as I can get about this. Yeah. It's like it's more just like a heavy sigh. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it would be nice if this didn't happen. It's same with really how panels continue to get organized. Yeah. That have no women on them. Yeah. Or like just really not well, even like a, I, a, a, a whisper of an attempt at gender parity. Yeah. I was, I was thinking the other day about a story that I have been talking about doing for a while about sort of um, the major music players in mm-hmm. the city and the people who book the band basically the people who create the soundtrack for the city yeah and i was like well who could i talk to and every name that i named out was a, a man and i was like well now i kind of don't want to do the story because <laughs> like well, there's yeah. not enough diversity there and then it looks poorly on me because there there isn't any diversity in the story but that's because there isn't any diversity in that field also it's interesting and this is kind of a s- sidebar because we weren't planning on talking about this but it kind of reminded me kind of circling back to and because part of what we talk about on buried lead sometimes is like newspaper process yeah so i personally and i think a lot of our colleagues do work very hard at making sure that we have like diverse voices within our stories Mm -hmm. so making sure that we have like sources you know like not just talking to indigenous people about indigenous issues but talking to indigenous people about anything and like making sure like women's voices are in the paper etc however Sometimes it can be really hard when you're on a deadline and you just need somebody, anybody to call you back. Like, exactly. And so that's yeah. also what often happens. And I know that, um, so the point is, is that sometimes it's not for lack of trying. It's just that that's what yeah. happens in the yeah. moment, which is why I do have um, some sympathy for people who are uh, organizing panels. Because I'm sure it's very similar where it's like, this is who responded. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Eh. But a calendar where that had some, not a real deadline, pretty low stakes, <laughs> could put it together kind of any time so long, like before the end of January, I guess, before calendars are kind of like, well, we have one. Um, you know, it's just disappointing. I'm disappointed. Oh, that's, that's harsh. That's a harsh <laughs> word. I'm not angry, just, just disappointed. disappointed. Yeah. You know who else I'm disappointed in? <laughs> Segway been, queen today. I know. This has been Tyra Banks. Of segue- <laughs> I, okay. I really like Tyra Banks for a lot of reasons. She's yeah. smart. She's business savvy. I I used to love America's Next Top Model. Yeah. I watched up. America's Absolutely. Next Top Model. You know, I, like, again, I think she's a very intelligent woman. And she's, like, marketed herself and built her, her brand and her companies. And, she like, brought smizing to the mainstream. Right. She's done a lot of really cool things. This is probably not one of them. <laughs> this is just <laughs> confusing. So she announced, I'm going to try to find my phone because I have the press release. She announced yesterday that they, uh, that she's going to be opening a theme park called Model Land, one word, in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. It's named after a book that she wrote also called Model Land. Yes. Uh, it's 21,000 square feet. It's a ticketed attraction. A fantasy version of the modeling world that lets visitors, quote unquote, be the dream version of themselves. Oh, my. Yeah. I don't. There's not a lot of other information about it. 
Um, there's interactive entertainment, curated retail, and user-generated content that can be shared. I don't know what that sentence is. It's my calling to bring modeling to the masses. It seems like a bunch of buzzwords strung together. Yeah. Okay, so this is a quote that she um, gave, I think, to the LA, LA Times. I create a top model, which she's talking about America's Next Top Model, the te- reality television show, um, to expand the definition of beauty based on my own pain of being told no that I couldn't do something because I'm curvy or I'm black. My empathy for women in general increased through the experience, and now with Model Land, I'm taking it 10 steps forward giving people the opportunity to engage with the elusive world by opening it up to everyone. Men, women, families, all generations can come and enter this model world for a day, have a fun shopping experience, an eventful meal. This will be the first of many. Okay, there's two things that I find hilarious about that quote, which is such a Tyra Banks quote, I can't. Eventful meal, is that one of them? Eventful meal, (laughs) because that just seems alarming. But also, 10 steps. 10 steps forward. Ten, not one, not, not one, two, not d- but 10. 10, exactly. Yeah. It's not a <laughs> pop-up. It's a permanent attraction. And there's no catwalk. Inspired by Disneyland. Oh, yeah. There's no runway because that's low-hanging fruit, she said. So I don't understand what you do there. And I, I've read this press release, but also multiple articles written yeah. from this press release. Yeah. And I still could not tell you what this thing is. Yeah. So it just says the experience will be multi-level ticketed, but anyone can come and shop. Not just Model N merchandise, but other brands as well. The restaurant will be nothing like the kitschy themed 90s era fashion cafe at Rockefeller Sef- Center. Um, weird. Super weird. Yeah, they asked, she asked, she was asked if there would be a daily runway show, and she said that's low-hanging fruit. This is bursting the door open and redefining what a model is. It's all about inclusiveness. I also and read I another quote where she had a storyline that she's been working on for 10 years. 10 years! Place. I would also argue that modeling is the exact opposite of being inclusive. So Yeah. <laughs> so I I just... You know what would be a better idea than model land? And, I don't know, plus-size line that wasn't the same floral moo-moo that everyone has well, like yeah, i just feel like this is the most unnecessary thing that has ever existed there are so many things in both fashion and modeling that need to happen for true inclusivity to happen and this is this, this is, is not this is nothing to do this with is that. not helpful in any way there are so many like easier things i feel it just doesn't make any like the correlation between like a restaurant and shops and model land like doesn't ha- correlate to like that doesn't work so for me a, a mall it's a mall it's a mall yeah <laughs> and like are there rides like do you go on a, ro- a roller so. coaster of emotions <laughs> <laughs> you can keep that one tyra i'll let you have that one a roller coaster of emotions that would be an amazing ride it really would be <laughs> be like oh i'm up in the sun oh my god there's a scary clown i'm crying yeah and then at the end they'd like take a photo as you're like screaming and you have to smise yeah or like (laughs) (laughs) we'll design this for you tyra yeah i would do that actually i know i can see your face light up as i continue to describe it but i just don't understand what the interactive part other than like a photo booth (laughs) right or like a dress up station but then like do you want to wear clothes that like a billion other people have tried on and like are they going to be like from famous designer uh, yeah and how much are the tickets are my question many because that that will also kind of maybe sway the inclusivity aspect of it as well there are many many questions so many
We're going to finish the show with reading, watching, listening, because I've been watching a lot of very interesting television since I'm I've been home every night with my cold. Excited to hear about it. As you all know, I love reality television. Yes, you're I like our reality TV correspondent. I'm like a guru. I think I'm at guru level, I feel. I think you are too. Okay. So my fiance jokingly pointed out that there was a show on Netflix called Diva Brides. He's like, ha ha, you might like this. I'm like, no joke, put it on. I want to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh God. And then he was into it because they're from the UK. So it's like, you know, his countrymen. (laughs) Um, And it is excellent. Although, because it's not like Bridezilla where the brides are actually really mean and crazy Mm -hmm. and like swearing at people. These brides are just kind of like my version of type a but to the nth degree okay so i i feel like like a closeness with them a a sisterhood (laughs) yeah kind of (laughs) so i've been really into that and then um as i mentioned before i've been watching the masked singer because it's the first season yeah so that's we gotta be getting close to the end of that so what happens is um they had two groups of six so every week it alternates between the two groups of six and now they're down to three on each so they're going to combine them and then go from there so they've eliminated six i guess already yeah whoa yeah, so they need I to... I feel like the show has been simultaneously on my entire life in no time at all. And I don't even watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it at first to kind of just check it out, but now I'm very much invested you're in invest- it. You're into yeah. it. Yeah. Um, also, I'm very good at it, so they should hire me as a judge because I have guessed th- four out of the six. That is very impressive. The fir- I didn't get the first two, but I've gotten every one since. So, so it, what caliber of famous people are Okay, we so the, here? the first two, one was Terry Bradshaw, who was like an NFLer, I think, football player. Okay. Um, Cheech or Chong? Chong. Chong, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy yeah. Chong. Yeah, Tommy Chong was the second one. Uh, and then it was Margaret Cho, which I got right. Ah. And then it was Tori Spelling, which I got right. Okay. And then it was Ricky Lake, which I got right. Wow, Ricky Lake. Yeah. Uh, that is a person I have not heard about in some time. Yeah. And I feel like there's one that I'm missing. Uh, I can't remember the other one. So it seems to be skewing very 90s. Yeah. And so uh, I'm convinced that the peacock is Donny Osmond. What threw me, though, is last night, one of, one of his clues, he was like, had like a rainbow flag, mm-hmm. which is like a pride flag. Right. But he is like notoriously super Mormon and super religious. So I'm like, mm. maybe it's not Donny Osmond, but I really feel like it is. Um, and then I am convinced that the B is either Gladys Knight or Patti LaBelle. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting and you get so invested. And every time I'm right, my partner is just like shocked that I'm so good at this. And he's like, I don't even understand how you could know that that was Ricky Lake. I'm like, cause it sounds like Ricky Lake singing in Hairspray, you know? So it's, it's, I get very invested in this and I would highly recommend it to anyone who needs like a really stupid show to watch. Um, I hope they do. I might join in for a second season if they yeah they do i'm it. pretty convinced that the rabbit is either joey fatone or uh donnie Wahlberg, which would be hilarious because uh. jenny what's her face mccarthy is not one of the judges and they're married so like for her to not know well. would be and it's funny because like the performers don't even know who each other are because they get to set and they're fully like masked and clo- so they don't even know who they're singing a duet with are they all animals yeah there no not all of them there's an alien there's a monster (laughs) there's a poodle a unicorn a bee a raven a pineapple with sunglasses a deer a lion and that's the ones i can remember that's pretty good though that the lion is is very good it's a woman and i can't place it but i think she might be jordan sparks Mm. she's very very good well 
what is this called again the, mas- the masked singer Ooh, dramatic yeah it's it's very good <laughs> <laughs> i have been reading and watching okay so oh, i forgot it- i have one more but you go ahead sorry i just kicked your mic i'm getting comfortable because <laughs> i want to talk about this um, show so i'm gonna do two things we'll start with watching um if you have not seen the show dairy girls on netflix oh i watched that you should watch it randall king our colleague yeah recommended it to yeah. us yeah you watched it before i did i did i watched it when i was i loved it i i did too it was awesome you may need the closed captioning yes their irish accents are so heavy like thick like oatmeal like they sound like my mother-in-law because she's from <laughs> belfast and they're from Derry, obviously yeah Derry they it's uh but it's great like i love it's very sweet it's very sweet it's uh yeah there there's a moment that i think is supposed to be comedic that actually made me like get a little get misty, misty. Yeah. But yeah i highly recommend it yeah so that's watching reading is interesting so i just finished a like it's a, it was kind of like a best like one of those smash bestseller Sharks. Sure. Yeah. The Woman in the Window. Oh, yeah. By okay. AJ Finn. Yeah, yeah. Which is a pen name for a guy named Dan Mallory. Uh-huh. Who, as the New Yorker uncovered this week in a, like, just a, a wild investigation, is, like, kind of a, like a grifter. Like, he made up, a, like, he kept, like, lying to a bunch of his colleagues that he had cancer. Oh, and, my like, God. Made up all, all these stories. And so I highly recommend... The thing is, his novel is legitimately very good. So I recommend both Re- The Woman in the Window and also The New, the York New, Yorker, profile New Yorker Profile. Because, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even... <laughs> there's no time to even get into it here. Like, it's just... Read it. Okay, I like, will. Wow. That I will do that. is a, a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. The, yeah. other, the other show I wanted to talk about on my reality TV train mm. is this new competition called World's Best, I believe. Ooh. It's hosted by James Corden. World's Best what? It's like a talent competition. So anything. Anything, yeah. There's like singing, dancing, acrobatics. Some guy walked on a wire with fire, uh, all sorts of things. Um, so I think it's hilarious because so James Corden hosts it. They have three American judges who are Drew Barrymore, RuPaul, and Faith Hill. What? <laughs> yes. The strangest combination of people probably ever. And then they have, then they have random. So the three of them and then behind them, they have 50 judges from all over the world. 50 judges. Yeah. 50 other. And they're celebrities like in their own home country. Okay. So like Keisha Shante is there from Canada. Interesting. Weirdly. And there's like UK and there's Kazakhstan and Finland and like everybody, everybody to determine if they are in fact the world's best. I suppose so. But it's just funny because like the three American, it's like, it's like real life. Like the three American judges between the three of them get 50 votes and then everyone else gets one vote. (laughs) Well. <laughs> so they they rank the performer out of 50 There's a metaphor in there somewhere yeah i know that's why i thought it was hilarious so they rank the performer out of 50 and then they average out their three scores oh, okay and then they and then the other 50 either vote yes or no they don't get a number they just vote like you get yeah, one right. point per vote and the performer has to reach 75 total to move on to the next round i feel <laughs> but then so okay but the best part is james corden is not a very good host because he keeps interrupting people 
and Faith Hill was asking these like Chinese acrobats what their sort of physical routine is. Mm -hmm. And as the translator is translating, James Corden is like interrupting these people as they're trying to respond. And then when when a jury or judge member from one of the other countries votes no on a very popular act, he'll like go up there and literally as in game of thrones start yelling shame 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 and they get he gets what? yeah he gets all the other jury members to yell shame at them if they vote no on an act that they feel should have gone through my word it i is feel like bonkers like it is so weird i feel like reality tv shows are getting really convoluted they're, well they're they're kind of becoming more inspired by like the asian japanese reality tv right. shows which are like truly sensory overload yeah, yeah like truly ridiculous so i feel like they're kind of leaning more towards that now which because like masked singer was an asian is the version of an asian right reality television show and maybe that has to do with the fact that like now we are getting generations of people who have never n- not known yeah yeah for sure but it was just like absolutely bonkers and we were watching it like in the commercials of masked singer so we're just like <laughs> what is happening right now like i can literally remember when reality tv started yeah survivor yeah yeah so what are you working on um i am doing a feature uh for the festival de voyageurs 50th anniversary it's a big milestone for them that is a big milestone for them that's very exciting so i've been talking to past volunteers like current staff past executive directors kind of get a picture of how things were and how they are now and kind of what their plans are for the future so it'll be a really interesting story i think so too because it has really um expanded and And changed and changed in a big way and uh i'm sure it's exciting yeah to kind of think about the future for sure um i think i talked about doing this on i think i was about to go do it when we were yeah i think so um cosmetic acupuncture so i'm sure that you have someone in your life who swears by acupuncture for like pain relief Mm -hmm. or like with joints and muscles um but it's kind of emerged as a beauty trend and a a handful of places offer it in winnipeg so i went to go try it out and i have a whole column about it (laughs) on saturday but spoiler alert yeah i looked radiant oh um <laughs> well it, it takes a few sessions to yeah. actually do it and yeah. i don't know if it was the acupuncture per se or other factors that i go into but uh yeah interesting it is interesting interesting um you can find everything that we have written at winnipegfreepress.com you can also follow us on social media i'm at jen Zarati on instagram and twitter and i'm at Rebel on instagram and twitter and you can email us at bury the lead at winnipegfreepress.com we will see you next week Thank you.